Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro and I am in Maracaibo, Venezuela for the 4th American Missionary Congress and the 9th Missionary Congress of Latin America. There are some 3,000 participants from all 24 countries of the American continent from Canada all the way down to Argentina, including some 400 priests and 70 bishops and a special papal representative, Cardinal Fernando Filoni, who is the prefect of the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples. I came with a Canadian delegation, and our first stop was the Basilica of Maracaibo, where the miraculous image of Our Lady of Chiquinquirá is kept. According to legend, in the 1700s, a lady went to the lake to do laundry, and she found a small wooden board in the water. Thinking that the pattern in the wood resembled an image of Our Lady, she took it home where she washed it and hung it on her wall. The next day, the image became resplendent, and what had only appeared as a faded image became a very clear and detailed image of Our Lady holding the infant Jesus. This image is now enthroned in the basilica where it is venerated, and every year on November 18th, it is processed around the city. Our Lady of Chiquinquirá is the patroness of the state of Zulia, where the city of Maracaibo is, and so this congress will take place under her mantle. The motto of the Congress is Missionary America, Share Your Faith, and that will animate the various activities taking place throughout the week. Over the next hour, we will be talking mission, especially as it concerns North, Central, and South America, and especially when it comes to sharing our faith in a multicultural and secular world. So, welcome to this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour from Maracaibo, Venezuela. La, 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 la. I'm here with one of the members of our Canadian delegation, Eric, Father Eric. Why, why did you come to this, this Congress? I'm actually pretty interested about mission, and I think that uh, this, uh, this Congress, because I participated another Congress in 2003, and I think that we become missionary just by our baptism, and I think that we're missionary in our own uh, place. So I think it's a really nice experience to, to meet people and to share about our own experiences in our own country. So Good, well, if, good. well thank you, and uh, have a good Congress. Thank you. I'm here now with Jose Sierra of the Pontifical Mission Society for Canada Francophone. So, Jose, why why do we need to have a missionary congress? We need a missionary congress because uh, missionary. What what does it mean to be a missionary? Well, it means basically to to be like Christ, to go out, meet the people, present God to everyone. So, when we have a congress, we gather all kinds of people from all kinds of uh, walks of life that are uh, invested. Uh, are on a mission uh, throughout the whole uh, continent of America. So this is the whole. Uh, this is America gathered here in Maracaibo to uh, to evangelize. To say yes, I, I am a missionary because the 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 nature of the church is missionary. So we're very proud to be here and to announce to the whole world the importance of being together. Uh, 
a church together on a mission. On a mission, exactly. And part of that mission is to, to connect with each other and also to reignite that flame, right? Absolutely, that flame uh, that uh, Pope Francis talks so much about in all kinds of ways. And so it's very contagious. And we have three to 4,000 people here from all over the America that have that flame. And uh, we're really, really happy to, about that. Excellent. So lots to look forward here. Thank you very much, Jose. I'm here now with a member of the Canadian delegation, Robert. Robert from Winnipeg. Why did you come to this Congress? Well, it's an honor to be here, first of all. But I think uh, I had the privilege of being also in, uh, in uh, Ecuador. And uh, I wanted to taste a little bit of that again. But I'm also the uh, carver uh, of the, the flame, and uh, we're here to, uh, not only to, we want to make sure that every, everybody that is here, that we're going to light their flame. And so everybody can go back home with that missionary flame. Right. Here. Right. in their hearts. Right, so that's the missionary flame, the carving that we will see a lot of. So stay, stay tuned for that. Thank you, Robert. Have a good Congress. I'm here now with uh, Cardinal Fernando Filoni. He's the prefect of the Congregation for the Evangelization of Peoples. So in a sense, you are the Vatican person in charge of this event and of missions worldwide. What is the importance for you of the word mission today? Our congregation has uh, for centuries living and working for uh, especially Africa, Asia, Oceania, and uh, parts in the America, North, Canada, and Central and South America. Our congregation is looking for 1,100 dioceses and vicariates. This vast territory, which today is a house for billions of people, we ask, after 400 years of evangelization. Still, we have a work to do. And when we see how many billions of people still never heard anything about gospel, we say, yes, our activity is still valid and necessary. This is the first consideration. The second consideration, how we can today propagate the gospel, announce, can announce the, the, the gospel. After the Vatican Council, we started to think about a new way of announcing the gospel, making missions. Because uh, especially in the past, uh, the vocations means fathers, religious, female religious, started to becoming less and less as vocations. But uh, people 
uh, without gospel becoming really very huge uh, quantity number how we can announce the gospel today this is the new challenge we have of course uh, after centuries of the evangelization in Africa Asia America new churches were founded and these new churches are starting to produce as not as a small plants but a big plants their fruits we must use these fruits for the sake of the gospel not only in the past receiving something and still receiving but now is the time to give others what they already received this is the mission we have in mind stimulating new churches young churches to do today the same mission they received in the past and this is not just the mission your mission or the mission of the congregation but the mission of all christians yes of course uh, is not only uh, the old churches but now the new churches which must take into consideration the duty to participate as uh, Vatican Council said participation in the mission of the old church so we have to end sometimes people say I have nothing we have to receive we are still poor there is no one so poor not to give anything there is no one who is young who cannot give the enthusiasm of their faith, of their mission. There is no one who is old to say, I am nothing. I think the old churches, new churches, young churches, all must participate. This is the, the beautiful aspect which came out from, from the Vatican. Now people must ask, this is not only consideration, no? Well, missionary must be the sisters or the priests. No, lay people. And we can see how many lay people today are engaged in missionary activity. Not only lay people as a single people, but as families, which is something really new and beautiful. Because you see, People like transplanting themselves from their countries, their places, their regions, in new parts. Something like we know happening in the medicine, you know? Transplant of the organs, cells. These are small cells that can produce something new. Not only from, we think about the physical point, medical point, no? We think about the spiritual point, religious point, from also the church. Church which are regenerating themselves by the most vital cells. I think this is important. Thank you very much. That's a beautiful image. And thank you for being with us and for your words of inspiration. You're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour from the Missionary Congress of the Americas in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I'm Deacon Pedro. And I am here now with Father Vito del Prete from the Vatican. He's the Secretary General for the Pontifical Missionary Union, which is one of the four Pontifical Mission Societies. Father Vito, what is your hope for this Congress for the Church of Latin America? 
Yeah, I expect too much from this Congress. Too much. Too much. Because the last Congress we heard in uh, Ecuador, there was just launched there the continental mission for America. Okay, this is a, like a condition for mission agendas at extra. Mm -hmm. And this, the specificity of this Congress should be that one, just how to evangelize non-Christian people or non-Christian uh, cultures, non-Christian religions. That's the, 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 this is the specificity of this Congress. Okay, let me just clarify for some people that might not know. So, ad gentes means going to people who are not Christian or who are outside of the church? Uh, ad gentes means those who did not receive till now the okay. gospel, at least the good news of the gospel. So that is different than the new evangelization. It's quite different. The new evangelization, but it's a, very, it's a term which is really confusing and confused, this term, I tell you. Yes. I tell you, because the new evangelization, according to Pope John, Pope John, John Paul II, said, that is an evangelization with a new ardor, enthusiasm, and method. Uh -huh. Now, and the people just understood that it's to re-evangelize the Christian people who lost their faith, who don't live their faith anymore. That's a little bit confused, this right. term. I don't speak of new evangelization. We must speak of evangelization to court. That's all. Right. So we evangelize everybody, whether they've already been evangelized or they haven't been evangelized yet. But the goal of this Congress is specifically ad gentes. Ad gentes ad extra. Ad extra. Oh, and ad extra means? Ad extra means going outside your church, your culture, no? Uh -huh. To other peoples who do not know Christ till now, after now. So it means just to go out. Not only to the anthropological peripheries of the church, but also to geographical peripheries of the church. Okay, let me ask you one more question because I have you. The Pontifical Missionary Union, what is the role of that uh, department? The role of uh, this society is just that how to make aware God's people no, of their right and their task of evangelization, first of all. But uh, our uh, destinaries, let us say like that, are those who are straightway and direct responsible uh, for the, uh, of the Christian communities, mm -hmm. like bishops, mm -hmm. clergy, yes. religious, men and women, and responsible laity, who are just those who uh, are the animators and formators of the Christian community. Okay. Very good, Father Vito. It's so good to see you again, and I'm sure we'll see you lots. Okay. Father Vito del Prete. I'm now at the main center, the Palacio de Eventos, which is where the Congress is being held. And if you were here, the first thing you'd notice is that there's an army of young people wearing green shirts. They're the volunteers. And, and if anybody's been to any of these types of events, you know that 
These events are impossible to do without volunteers. And of course, several of the volunteers are English speakers. And I'm here now with Fabiana Vivolo. She's a young Venezuelan, and she's one of our English-speaking volunteers. Fabiana, welcome to the program. Tell me, why, why are you volunteering for this? Well, I think it's really important to, to be part or, of something that is really exciting like this. I think that, well, I would like to be a part of many other opportunities like this. I think it's important to take a part of things that help the community. Uh, are you, I assume you're Catholic, you're involved in your yeah, church? Yeah, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. Yeah? Yeah. Um, are you part of a youth group? No, but I studied in a Catholic school, uh-huh. yeah, with other girls. It was just like a girl, a Catholic girl school. Catholic girl school where yeah. all the guys want to go. Maybe, probably. Um, so, have you been to, have, you haven't done any missionary work or anything like that? No, but I would like, I would love to. Why? Tell me, why would you like to do that? Well, I just, I'm just starting to do this kind of stuff, so... I think that maybe in the future I will be really excited and completely open to the possibility. Um, so as a volunteer, tell me a little bit of what your job is. What are your responsibilities? Well, right now I'm doing like most everything. I'm here especially to help foreign people if they don't know the language because we speak Spanish here. And if, we, if they don't know Spanish, I'm able to guide them through the Congress. Have you uh, met, other than the Canadians, have you met any interesting people or any, uh, have any conversations with anyone? Yeah, actually I met someone from Vietnam and he speaks English also and he doesn't speak Spanish at all. And I've met several people from United States. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, and so when you're not a volunteer here, what do you do? Are you done stu- school? Yeah, I'm a college student. I study modern languages at Luz, at a university, a public university here. And I also work, so yeah, that's what I I Sorry. work as a teacher. As a teacher in, with children? In, or an adult? Adults, yeah. So an adult teacher, sorry, a teacher, English teacher for adults. Yeah. And you, you said you're studying languages? Languages, what, yeah. What would you like to do when you grow up? I would like to be a translator, actually. Oh, really? That's yeah. hard work. I know, but I would like to do it. I would like to translate books or maybe just translate conference, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and if you had a message for the people in North America who speak English or the people in Canada, what would you tell them? I would tell them to probably just come to Venezuela, meet the people, and go to some missionary works. It's awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. So that was Fabiana, Fabiana Vivolo, a young English-speaking volunteer from the Army of Green Shirt Volunteers here at the uh, American uh, Missionary Congress. Gracias. So a lot of people ask me if the Missionary Congress is kind of sort of like the Eucharistic Congress, but for missionaries. And I guess that's a... That's a fair description, and and it's fair to say that most people have not ever heard of a missionary congress. But it's not just for missionaries, although that is is the bulk of the people that we're finding here are missionaries. And I've just run into a missionary from Cleveland 
um, Father Michael Stala. He's a missionary in El Salvador. Father Michael, welcome to the program. So, um, what led you... See, the vocation question is always the question, but I'm interested in what led you to, to become a missionary or to, to, to find yourself as a missionary? I really believe it was a calling, obviously, from our Lord, but also a sense that my diocese was sending me forth. I already knew Spanish before I went to El Salvador. The need had come up. There were missionaries coming back to Cleveland, and there weren't people signing up to be volunteers to become missionaries. So I said a prayer, and three people that day came up to me and said, you ever think about becoming a missionary? And I said, all right, Lord, I get the point. I, I'll, uh, I'll right. put my name in the hat, and we'll see what happens. So I really do believe it's not just a, a personal sense that God had called me to mis be a missionary, but my, my Diocese of Cleveland had called me forth as well. Okay, let me ask you about that. So you're a diocesan priest? I am a diocesan priest. Okay, and is that unusual? What do you, can you expand a little bit on this idea that you're being sent from your diocese to be a missionary? The Diocese of Cleveland has had missions in El Salvador for 50 years now. Okay. We started the relationship based on uh, John the 23rd's uh, statement that the majority of material wealth is found in the northern hemisphere, but there's a great deal of spiritual wealth in the southern hemisphere, and that we should find a way to share. The way that Cleveland interpreted that was to send forth and support financially the Cleveland priests and nuns to work in parishes wherever they were needed. And so I continue to uh, fulfill that mission and have enjoyed very much being part of this great history. Right. So how long have you been in El Salvador? I've been in El Salvador for four and a half years. Four and a half years. And uh, describe a little bit of the work that you do there. My work as a missionary includes everything that a parish would include, but I take care of 26 communities. That means that I have to travel around a lot. Most communities would only get mass once a month. We'd have to train all the catechists. I'd actually have to train preachers in the absence of a priest, which is most of the month, as well as training uh, children missionaries, uh, training evangelizers, and uh, just creating a structure so that we can, we can help the poor in a way that really makes a difference for them without them feeling a total dependence upon us. But the right. hope is that eventually they'll be independent of us and be, become a help for others. Is it, it sounds like there's a lack of priests in El Salvador. Is that part of the problem? The real reason we were sent to El Salvador was after a study uh, was done of all of Latin America where there was most need. And per capita, this was the place that most needed priests. The situation has changed over the last 50 years. Now I think the United States is needing a, a lot of priests. The parish where I was sent is actually the poorest parish in the Archdiocese of San Salvador. And so we're there mostly because a local priest would have a difficult time with both affording a, a vehicle to transport uh, the people around as well as the ministry around, but also just, just surviving, just getting your food would, would cost a certain amount of money that is not found there. The vocations are very much up in El Salvador, so I'm, I'm grateful to see that we've had, since I've been there, three ordinations, and I have one in the seminary. Uh, we've had a number of uh, uh, women vocations as well in their formation. So, again, just to clarify, so that the, the Arch, Archdiocese of Cleveland, or Diocese? Diocese. The of Diocese Cleveland. of Cleveland is funding the work that you and I guess the other priests from Cleveland are doing in El Salvador, the same way a congregation would fund a mission in a, in a third world country. Uh, the Diocese of Cleveland funds me. I'm, okay. I'm the gift that's given over to the Archdiocese of San Salvador, and the Archdiocese then places me wherever they need me. Uh, and currently I'm the pastor of San, uh, San Pedro Apostol de Otepeque. Yeah. And my salary, as well as my vehicle and food, is all paid for by Cleveland. 
Now, there's a lot of relationships with parishes in Cleveland that help with other things like roofing projects, home projects, water projects, things that really help the poor directly. So you're here now in Maracaibo. Um, why did you feel it was important to come to this Congress? Since the Diocese of Cleveland sent me to El Salvador, I've had a nice relationship with the propagation of the faith. And when I heard that the director of missions was coming here, I asked if I could come along as well. My entire experience of missions has been very much centered on my parish. Although I go to the clergy and, and deanery meetings of uh, El Salvador, I really have a limited experience about what mission is just on my own personal experience. So I wanted to get a, a broader understanding of the global church and, and the needs elsewhere so that perhaps I'd be able to apply some of it to my parish. And then one day when I return to Cleveland, I'll have a, a better understanding of what a missionary is not just what I am as a missionary. Now, uh, this is very much a working Congress. We have conferences in the morning, and there's 22 different, I guess, small discussion groups or sessions. Uh, what session have you been to, and what have you learned, if anything, or, or, or found in, the, in, I guess, the first two days that we've been here? Our breakout session had to do with schools in the uh, Catholic schooling systems. Uh, we're just building a school now in my parish, and it should be opening in February, so I'm very nervous about all of that. This was how do you hold on to the Catholic identity within the missions. Uh, there are so many needs in the missions, this is just one aspect of it. Uh, but they're also talking about when I eventually come home to Cleveland, then the many schools that are there, how do you continue that Catholic uh, identity as well as being like missionaries uh, in your own diocese? Maybe what... One last question, because I know you're probably running to your next breakout session, and we're actually outside here. People can hear the traffic. That's because we're outside. Um, how is it dangerous that you can get isolated when you're on mission? And if so, how do you keep that sort of mission zeal or mission flame alive? Maybe a suggestion for those missionaries or missionary wannabes that are listening. Our bishop was very wise in sending us forth uh, two by two. Uh, I'm living with another Cleveland priest who's also a missionary, and uh, that's been very helpful just for the fraternity, as well as just uh, being, being able to talk over what it means to be a missionary, what's our ministry doing, uh, just kind of clarifying with each other what it is we feel that God's calling us to do. Another way that we've helped to keep from feeling isolated is to continually having groups from Cleveland come down to see the mission but also the work that they've been supporting, they get to be directly involved. Even if it's just painting a schoolhouse, uh, it's something that they can hands-on meet people. And, uh, and then every time they come, I feel like rejuvenated because I get to explain to them all the good things we're doing. Right. Thank you very much, Father Michael. It's been great meeting you. Enjoy the rest of the Congress. Father Michael Scala, Stala, sorry, Michael Stala from... I guess you're from the Diocese of Cleveland, but from the Diocese of San Salvador, El Salvador. Pleasure. Now, it might seem obvious that most of the people that are here are missionaries, or people involved with mission, but we also have some people that are involved with one of the four, or the four pontifical mission societies. And I'm sure most of you maybe have no clue what that is, haven't heard the term Pontifical Mission Societies. So I'm here now with Maureen Heil from Boston. And uh, Maureen, what do you do? I'm the Director of Programs and Development for the Pontifical Mission Societies in Boston. Okay, so Pontifical Mission Societies, what, what is that? Well, there are four societies. Probably the most well-known is the Propagation of the Faith. And that's responsible for the build-up of the church in mission areas, 1,150 mission dioceses in Asia, Africa, 
uh, remote areas of, of Latin America, South America, and in the Pacific Islands. And um, the, probably the second best known is what we call in the United States missionary childhood. That's the children's version. Right. So we animate children. We educate them about their missionary vocation from their baptism. We ask them to be missionaries to each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, how can you be a missionary to the person around the world if you can't care about the person at the desk right. next to you or even your brothers and sisters and your parents? Um, the lesser known ones are the Society of St. Peter Apostle. Yeah. We uh, raise funds and awareness about the need for a local clergy in the missions. So we support seminaries and novitiates for brothers and sisters, giving scholarships to men and women who want to say yes to a religious vocation in the missions, but because of their poverty cannot. Mm-hmm. The fourth society is our only non-fundraising society. It's a spiritual apostolate called the Missionary Union of Religious and Priests. And we put out books and pamphlets. The one that comes from Rome mm-hmm. is called Omnis Terra. And um, it's a, a missiological society, encouraging people to pray for the spread of the, the gospel. So I always say that when I'm doing an appeal or an animation talk, that if, I, if I've done my job well, you actually will end up belonging to two of the societies because right. you'll be supporting us with your with your good works and your funds, but you'll also be praying for the spread of the gospel. Right. So you work for the Archdiocese of Boston? You don't? No, we're actually okay. a separate entity. So okay. uh, because we're pontifical, we serve at the behest of whoever the local ordinary is in a specific diocese, but we report directly through the Congregation of Evangelization of Peoples in Rome to the Holy Father. That's why we're their pontifical okay. mission societies. Okay. So while we serve in Boston for Cardinal Sean, in every other diocese in the United States, they serve their local ordinary, but the pontifical part of it is that we serve through the congregation to the Holy Father. Now, before you went to work in Boston, you were also part of the National Advisory Board. Correct me if I'm wrong, but explain what that was, what, what, the, what that work was. Sure. Um, I was actually part then of the Diocese of Allentown, Pennsylvania, and was asked to be on the National Board of Directors. And that's an advisory board to our national director who's in New York City. Um, so our national office exists there. He's got a, a full staff of people helping him uh, to come up with the programs that's going to educate and animate all the people of the United States. But then he chooses people from the different dioceses around the country to represent You know, the United States is so large, so what works in Boston doesn't necessarily work in Allentown yes. or Miami or Los Angeles. Um, so he brings together people from different offices to advise and sets up different committees of finances and development and education. And I was privileged for seven years to be on that board. Right. Um, so as program director, what do you do? I do everything except empty the waste baskets, I think, sometimes. Uh, I do mission appeals in parishes for the propagation of the faith. Uh, I do all the animation and um, program writing for missionary childhood, visiting the schools and the parishes, and that's my favorite part of the job, uh-huh. is talking to kids about the missions. Uh, I'm privileged to travel to the missions to meet people, um, visit some of our donor sites, and collect the stories, the pictures, the videos to help our donors better understand where their prayers and sacrifices are really making a difference in the world. Um, I help to administrate all the fundraising programs, writing appeals, mail appeals, our our website, our Facebook page, the social media. So, yeah, it's a busy job. It's a busy job. So you're 
in a sense, promoting missions, not just just because that doesn't mean that people that you're telling people that they need to go be missionaries. So, what does it mean that you promote or that we should promote missions or a missionary attitude in the United States or in Canada? Well, I would say that. Um I am, in a way, promoting the idea of people being missionaries, especially with the children. Uh Um, The idea of having a missionary identity, being mission-minded from the time that they're small children, hopefully it will encourage people to say yes to God later in their lives, from the children on up, that they will listen and pray better from the time that they're small to form them. There's a great part of missionary childhood, and we see it here, the mm-hmm. Infancia Misionero and then the, the Jovenes Misionero, yeah. that those are the kids that are formed in the programs early on here to be um, set as the examples to mm-hmm. others, to, to their peers, of how to live their faith. I think sometimes we, in, in um, our Western societies, get caught up in the idea of a missionary being some religious adult that goes out into, you know, goes across a border and learns a new language. And I think we need to flip that on its side and understand that we are all missionaries Mm -hmm. if we are living our Christian faith so that the world can see it. And if we form our children in that way and continue that formation through their school time, I think we will see an increase in vocations to every part of our faith life, whether it be religious or the married life or even consecrated and single life, but people living their faith and bringing it into the public forum, that's going to change our world and promote that missionary aspect that we've been hearing so much about here, the dynamism of taking our faith out into the public forum. That's what mission really is. It's not just, you know, a priest or a sister going to preach the gospel for the first time. Evangelization is... Uh, so much deeper and broader than just that one aspect of it. Yeah. I love the motto here, uh, Missionary America, share, share your, your faith. faith. And it's so simple, but you're right, especially in North America, we forget that we need to share our faith. Would you say that that's the biggest challenge that you face in the United States? I do think that's a challenge. I think we've become um, very parochial in our view of our faith, that as long as we show up on Sunday morning, and um, maybe we sit on a committee in our parish, and, and so we do something like that. That's, that's the extent of our faith, instead of going outside of our borders. And maybe that means our parish borders. Maybe it means even outside of our own diocese or archdiocese. Most certainly it can mean beyond our country's borders. But there are needs to be served um, with a missionary Christian spirit that takes some of the the work that's being done out of the realm of just social work or doing a a good deed, it then becomes mission if you're doing it from a sense of, I do this because Christ sends me to do it. Yeah, there's a missional attitude and I love, I mean, the Holy Father keeps saying, open the the church doors have to be open so that we can go out. Isn't he brilliant? We're not not a customs agent. We don't get to say who comes in and who goes out. Yes. Oh, I love that quote from him. He's so rich and deep with what he's saying. Yes. And we're hearing it quoted over and over here that we need to be a servant church. And I think that if, if we can get that idea across in the States and in Canada, 
our pews will start to fill again. I really do believe that. I, I think that the missionary aspect of our church is what's going to bring us all back together into community. Amen. Maybe one last question, because I know you've been to other uh, missionary congresses, and I mean, this is your work. Is there one thing that, that maybe has stood out for you here that you heard, that you learned, that, that, you, that made you think about something anew? What is that one thing? The one thing that stands out when I come to the mission congresses is the youth, the youth that I see here, the, the commitment of the youth to their faith. And I think that, um, that sometimes we feel in the States and maybe in Canada that we have it all because we have all the stuff. We have the gizmos and the gadgets and the things and we're so busy and we, we think we're accomplishing things. And you come to a place where, let's face it, they're rationing food and yeah. their currency is in free fall and, and, and it's crazy here. And yet their youth are so on fire yes. for their faith. I think that we could steal a page from their book and learn great things. Yeah, absolutely, which is why you probably keep going back to that missionary childhood and the missionary youth that maybe that's where we need to put our efforts. Yes. Maureen Heil, it's been great speaking to you. It's been great meeting you and I'm sure we'll see each other some more. Uh, thank you for being on the program. Thank you so much. I've appreciated your time. You're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour from the Missionary Congress of the Americas in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I'm Deacon Pedro. So we've been learning uh, that part of the Congress, or the main part of the Congress, is that, of course, there are conferences, uh, lectures, or, or speeches, talks, and then there are breakout sessions. And each session, there were 22 sessions, and each country was responsible for hosting one session. And the session that was uh, run by Canada was uh, conducted by Father Jaime Mora, a uh, priest from Montreal. And I am sitting here now with Father Jaime. Uh, Jaime, tell me a little bit about uh, your congregation and the work that you do in Montreal. Well, I'm a Sulpician priest founded in uh, Paris in uh, 1642. Our uh, mission, primary mission, is the formation of the priest and the services of uh, ongoing formation of priests and we used to work in the seminaries in the faculties of theology and philosophy in the world we have the major seminary of Montreal and the major seminary of Edmonton in Canada and also a seminary, a Japan Catholic seminary in uh, Tokyo and Fukuoka with two campus of uh, formation and we are also charged of different seminaries in the United States three, or three major seminaries and faculties of theology and also some seminaries in France, in uh, Vietnam, in uh, Africa, uh, uh, French and English-speaking uh, countries in Africa, and also many seminaries in Colombia and uh, South America, Brazil, and uh, also uh, in Central America. That, mean, that means our mission is to work in the seminaries and also the formation of diocesan priests who, who are called to work in the mission of the church everywhere where they used to be, especially in the parishes. Okay, good. I was going to ask you, because you work in a seminary, if you consider yourself to be a missionary, a missionary priest, but you do, of course. In fact, the fact to be out of my own country, Colombia, that means I am working in a mission at Gentes and a mission at Extra. That means mission out of my own country, and I feel myself working in a missionary spirit being in Canada and in the seminary of Montreal. Okay, so now tell me, you, you conducted one of the workshops or, or a breakout session. What was the topic and sort of what was the, the purpose of that session? Yes, the topic who the organization committee asked me, it was dialogue with the non-believers and 
people with the religious indifferences and how can we announce the word of God and the good news to them. That was the topic that I tried to present to my colleagues. It was near 80 people, 100 taking part in this workshop. It was a presentation looking for three main aspects. Look the situation, evaluation of the situation and some inputs to the action in the present, in the future of the church. That was, I repeat, repeat, dialogue and announce the good news to the unbelievers or people in, with indifference in religious aspects. So, so what did you tell them? In, in, in three sentences, what, what was the main message that you gave them in terms of approaching people who are non-believers who have never been proclaimed to? Yes, uh, I said that it's important to, to be in touch with them with our own uh, weight of witness and also looking for the new language and new words and new ways to improve with them the dialogue uh, starting by philosophy or the, the psychology or uh, social aspects and uh, more existential questions that we have and that it can be the way to approach those people before or as a way to arrive to the gospel and the new news that we find in the Bible. That's good. Good advice. Um, so what happens with the work that was done in all the sessions? Is that is there a summary or some sort of uh, final conclusion document that's going to be produced? Uh, each one of the of the 22 uh, workshops, uh, it's, uh, we, we had a, a, our, our own presentation. They will be collected in one book that will be published in the months coming. And there's also a summary, general summary of the Congress. And each one of the, of the workshops had his, his own or their own summary also that will be very useful for the participants to take in consideration the whole program of the Congress. And there is also a general synthesis of the, of the Congress and a, a, a final message to the world, America, North, Central and South America. Okay, good. So then we should keep our eyes open to, to, to when that document comes out. I presume it will be available in Spanish, English, French? I think evidently uh, mostly in Spanish, but after in French we are involved to, to, to make a translation and I suppose also we, we will have a translation into English. The final message and the synthesis, the general synthesis will be uh, in fact in the three or four languages because we, as you Portuguese. said we have also Portuguese. Yes. That, that, that will be unless the synthesis, the summary, of the, uh, the summary of the workshops and the general view and the general message, final message will be in uh, these four languages. Uh, my sense is that people in North America, and you live in North America, but you are from Latin America, is that the, the idea of mission is a little, a little different or a little foreign. Uh, it, I, I want to encourage our listeners that when this document comes out, that it's not just for Latin Americans, it's for all Americans. That includes Americans and Canadians. Do you have maybe one final word of encouragement or advice for people in North America as to how we can start thinking differently about mission? I think that we need to find a new values in our society, in our life, in our relationship, each other. And these values, these most fundamental values can come and come from this religious or Bible inspiration. And I think on a former time, Canada sent many missionaries in many different countries, especially in Central South America and also in Africa. Now it's important that we, we, we need to have a special new way of uh, humanization in our society. We have many commodities in our society in Canada, but we are, looking, we are losing our human being, our human values, and that is very important to find and to, to go deep in our society, not only with the monetary and economical uh, uh, good uh, situation, but also how 
we can improve our own interior and life and how can we improve our commitment in society and how can we also have a good relation with others not only to go to colonize the people but how can we find some more important topics to be in the same way of, of the humanity and our whole America only one America north central and south good thank you very much father Jaime Mora it's been great meeting you and being with you at this Congress and thank you for your words You're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour from the Missionary Congress of the Americas in Maracaibo, Venezuela. I'm Deacon Pedro. So we are now at the end of the Congress, and I am now back with Jose Sierra from the Pontifical Mission Societies for French Canada. Jose, it's been quite a week. Uh, what were your impressions? Um, I have to choose my words because uh, I, there's so, so many things uh, uh, I've, uh, I've learned. And I've also uh, witnessed uh, maybe the, the 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 word missionary uh, permanent mission permanent mission the the, the the word permanent is something I, I retained a lot because uh, we, all these people from uh, all over America uh, some three thousand people of all ages uh, some incredible they come here and they they represent uh, in. in in a way, the future of the, of the church, and uh, and you can feel that it's 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 uh, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing process. Uh -huh. So in that sense, that's why permanent mission is uh, some. It's something I, I will uh, uh, keep with me, and also uh, the term um, maybe evangelization. I have a, a different uh, sense of what it is to evangelize. Yeah, and talking to my my. Uh, my friends from the delegation here, the Canadian delegation, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I told them, you know, the, 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 the Paulina uh, verse, uh, 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 I don't know how to say it in English. How is it in French? Malheur à moi si je n'annonce pas l'évangile. Yeah, woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. Yeah, that, 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 that sentence has a different meaning now. I mean, Woe to me if I don't do it. Uh, you, everyone here is coming. I hope so. Coming out and going to their own uh, respective countries, and uh, in, in in a state of permanent mission and action. I can't. St I won't stay still and not do anything. I'll do everything in my my uh, everything I can uh, to to do that to to announce the gospel, to proclaim the the gospel, and I'm I'm meaning. Not only in parish or in communities, but also starting from family, mm -hmm. uh, from all, 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 all uh, the, from the whole uh, of all of humanity. In in my relations with uh, friends and family and people and, and priests, religious, uh, etc. So, and not, to proclaim the gospel has uh, for me has the meaning has changed, and I'm very happy about it. Yeah, maybe we can tell our listeners that uh, all the videos that we produced. Um, so what's the website where can people find all the videos we produce videos in multiple languages uh, tell our listeners uh, some information so uh, we had made a special we made a YouTube channel for for uh, the Congress the missionary Congress you'll find all the videos in three languages in Spanish of course uh, English and French that's in, on YouTube it's called propagation de la foi propagation of the faith And uh, you can 
just type missionary congress CAM4 uh, and you'll probably find it and there's also our website uh, www.opmcanada.ca absolutely so that's opmcanada.ca most of the content on that site is in French but at, on the YouTube channel Propagation de la Foi and we're going to put that link on our site saltonlighttv.org slash radio so you can find it easily but all the videos are there and uh, we might even post some videos on the Salt and Light radio page and if I can remind people also that it's not just a YouTube and website because yeah. you're on Facebook, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, if people type in o uh, OPM Canada, OPM Canada. Uh, but if you go to a, the Salt and Light radio page on Facebook, we, there's links and there, there's all kinds of information yeah. there. As well as Twitter, it's OPM Canada as well. Yep, OPM underscore uh, Canada. And you'll find it. And uh, we're doing the, a lot of work so we can... Uh, you can find all, all the stuff in French, but also sometimes in English and Spanish because the reality in Canada, it's, it's uh, multilingual, multicultural, uh, to take the, the yes. one of the, the, the phrases, the, the oh, words, please. yeah, from here. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, the, the more the better. <laughs> yeah. Good. So thank you very much, Jose, again. Thank you so much. It's been really good spending time thank with you. you and getting to know you. Uh, getting to know you real well we've been spending a lot of time together yeah. um, and now we're going to go spend some time by the pool and so we arrive at the conclusion of this missionary congress and it was quite a week as we heard from our guests today this was very much a working congress there were conferences, witness talks, and many breakout sessions where the delegates explored many topics under the main theme, that of sharing our faith in a secularized and multicultural world. The Congress began with an open-air mass presided by the papal delegate, Cardinal Fernando Filoni, whom we spoke with at the beginning of the program. The big announcement, of course, as it is with the International Eucharistic Congress and with World Youth Day, is when and where the next Congress will take place. This announcement took place at the closing Mass, which was also an open-air Mass, at the plaza in front of the Basilica of Maracaibo, presided by the Archbishop of Maracaibo, Monsignor Ubaldo Santana. The next Missionary Congress of the Americas will take place in Santa Cruz, Bolivia, in July 2018. A highlight for me at that closing Mass, other than, of course, reading one of the prayers of the faithful in English, was the sending forth of seven Venezuelan missionaries who will be doing mission work in various places, including Angola and Mozambique in Africa. I must say that even though I didn't get to participate fully in the Congress because we were working to cover it, I still feel moved by the enthusiasm of our missionary church, I heard someone say that it's not that the church has a mission, but that the mission has a church. That is so profound and so true. Pope Francis recently wrote in his apostolic exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium, that we are not just called to be missionaries. We are mission. The church is the mission of God. I am mission. And we have to take that seriously. Personally, as a deacon, my insight was much more basic. The motto of the Congress was Missionary America, Share Your Faith. And so the question for me is, how do we share our faith? Are we content with only just doing charitable works? You know that expression attributed to St. Francis, preach the gospel at all times and use words if necessary? 
We're all very comfortable with that because it means that we don't have to use words. And doing charitable works is good. But is that all we have to do? How are we fulfilling the mission to make disciples, to baptize them, and to teach them? If all we do is feed the hungry and take school supplies to kids in Haiti, then who is preaching the good news? Who is catechizing? All of us need to be able to preach the gospel using words. We can't be afraid or embarrassed or ignorant of what we believe. We must share our faith using all means and methods. And that's why we make this program. And making this program has been a great pleasure and great fun. And not just because I am recording it in Venezuela and I wrote it sitting by the poolside. I want to thank the folks at Pontifical Mission Societies of French Canada who made this coverage possible. Father André Gagnon, the National Director for uh, the Pontifical Mission Societies of French Canada, and José Sierra, who spoke with us uh, today. He, they were both indispensable. Without them, this program would not have been made. And I encourage all of you to look up Pontifical Mission Societies in your diocese or in your country. Get involved. Don't think of mission like the way we used to think of traditional missionaries. Remember that we are mission and we have to proclaim the good news and we must do it with joy because it's good. And so to keep you in a good and joyful mood as we close the program, we're going to leave you with this song. It's the theme song of the Congress. Comparte tu fe means share your faith. La, 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 la. que se levanta y comienza a brillar se renueva en Venezuela un llamado, una entrega se congrega América en medio de tantas pruebas que inunda la sociedad hay que dar una respuesta más allá de las fronteras, más allá de tu lugar, América, América, América misionera, América, América, América misionera, comparte tu fe, somos tus discípulos, somos misioneros, mundo secularizado. Cultural. Somos sus discípulos, somos misioneros, mundo secularizado y pluricultural. La buena nueva en un mundo pluricultural Testigo del Evangelio en un mundo secular Descubriendo su presencia, siempre actual, siempre nueva 
profeta de la verdad. Misionera América, América, América Misionera, comparte tu fe. Somos tus discípulos, somos misioneros. Un mundo secularizado y pluricultural. Somos tus discípulos, somos misioneros. Un mundo secularizado y pluricultural. 